Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer addresses his future after his championship match this past Saturday at Impact Wrestling's No Surrender. Also, we talk about the relationship with AEW, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan. And we also talk about Tommy's fraudulent, and I do mean fraudulent, fandom. And who joins us but all-pro linebacker of the New York Giants, Carl Banks, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, exciting times to be a wrestling fan. I know it's difficult, the lack of a crowd. As you said, for a performer, it's difficult to wrestle with a lack of a crowd. It's hard to watch wrestling with a lack of a crowd. But if you really pay attention of what's going on right now, it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Oh, absolutely. And Dave, it's mainly also for me at this stage of my life. I, I need to say that, you know, if I'm a younger Tommy Dreamer or I even said I could not exist today if it was, okay, we're going to sign you and you have to go to a performance center and practice roles and doing all that stuff, I would fail immediately. I never was into practice. I need to be live out front of people performing my art. And that's how I always have shined. And it's just me at that stage, you know, and this is, I understand this is how you do it, but I I just, you know, it's not worth risking your health and risking more injuries or just going out where you watch your own match and you're like, ugh, I don't like what I'm seeing myself perform. I can understand that. I can definitely understand that because you get that, you get that drive, you get that adrenaline rush, like you said, from the live crowd. But, you know, we saw a moment. We saw the moment with Kenta on AEW and then last night with Juice Robinson and David Finley showing up at Impact Wrestling, having a match as well, winning that match and then having the confrontation uh, with the Good Brothers. So, Tommy, I could talk about it from the fan perspective. I'm excited about it. But how is the feeling in the back with the other wrestlers with the on the Impact Res, uh, Impact Wrestling roster? Are they excited about uh, this relationship with New Japan? The doors are all possibly open, and when I say wide open, you can now literally have angles that could be carried across three different platforms of shows mm-hmm. if you really think about it. We don't know. Maybe Juice and Finley would show up at AEW um, because the Good Brothers are doing it. Who knows what's going on? I think Tony Khan has called himself, what is he, the Open Portal or something like that? Well, he's in in reference to a few different things, yes. 
the open door. I don't know what the hell he called himself. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of things going on, uh, again, behind the scenes stuff that is a bit above my pay grade, also my care grade, because I don't care. It's like, okay, he, here are my players. Let me know uh, who they are. But when you have talent coming across, you know, I, even I marked out huge when in a press conference, Great Muda, who just wins the NOAA title, says, hey, I'm thinking of coming to defend in an impact. Yep. And I'm like, holy crap. Um, I will, again, something that motivates me, not that I want to wrestle the Great Muda, but I'd love to tag with the Great Muda again. You were there for that match with me and uh, Great Muda tagging at House of Hardcore, and it was just something special. So you have all these different fantasy dream matches, you know, like with, with Kenta, John Moxley. Now, if, you know, if it's going to be Juice and Finley, they kind of called out the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers showed up. They're, you know, we're stars in New Japan. There's all these different places and things you could go. So, uh, and every company's doing different things just so it, it gets eyes and attention to their products. You know, in New Japan, you saw that fans were late able to be at some shows. Hopefully that continues. Um, you know, WrestleMania will have shows, AEW. I mean, uh, WrestleMania have fans. You know, AEW has fans out there. There's all these little different things. Um, and it's to benefit the fans and benefit the viewers of what's going on. Because you can see, uh, I mean, hell, Dave, that was what my vision of professional wrestling for House of Hardcore was. I wanted it to be this place, no politics, no BS, just wrestling. Let the fans go out and enjoy it. Hey, I could go see this, this. And the moment somebody was going to dictate to me um, something that was supposed to happen in my show where I'm paying the bills, it was like, nope, see you later. That's not happening. And then you just, I won't use you guys. Yeah. And, you know, yes, it was just an independent company. But once people would start, well, we can't have this. Then Okay, cool. Then I can't use you guys. It's that simple for me. Um, there's bigger, bigger pictures, I guess. But it's very, very cool to have all these different talents. Hey, the Good Brothers going back to Japan would be gigantic news for for Japan. You know, Absolutely. They, that was their best work. I thought was in New Japan, and I love the confrontation last night where like the Good Brothers are saying to Juice and Finley, like, "Hey, we remember in 2015 you were the young boys." And like, and they were like, you know, this isn't 2015 anymore. It's kind of like the Joe Pesci character in, in Goodfellas. That's what it kind of reminded me of. And they have something to prove. And and in New Japan, they didn't have anything to prove. You know, you're talking former champions. But here in Impact, then they come to the U.S. where not a lot of fans may know who they are. And now even to the Good Brothers, they 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 have something to prove to them. Hey, this is we're not who we were when you left New Japan to go to the WWE. I, I love that dynamic. And that's why I, 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 I hope more fans start to watch like Impact and AEW New Japan if you aren't already, just because we're seeing something that probably hasn't happened other than a little bit here and there, hints of it, you know, going on 30, 35 years, if not Absolutely. more. And you and I, you know, discussed it where we would go see um, Pro Wrestling USA, which was like the stars of the AWA, Japan, and the NWA. Yep, it fell Rico. apart. Yep, It fell apart. And why did it fall apart? Politics. 
or you have stuff with um, matches. Here's Ric Flair versus Harley Race. Um, cool, that's going to be one match. But then here's, you know, I just watched Ric Flair versus Nick Bockwinkle, uh, the AWA title versus the NWA title. What is it? Double count out. No de- uh, double disqualification. You know, you're having, you're going to have to have finishes in this day and age. Because mm-hmm. you go back, I mean, watch, I, you could go back and watch these matches and you're like, this is a a, a, a real unified uh, title match. Or, and then it was just nothing. Yes, I understand it back then you could get away with it, but you can't get away with stuff like that now. Fans want to see finishes, you know, fans... Hell, if they're unhappy, they'll want to cancel their the WWE Network. I mean, we saw that trending or people actually really do canceling the WWE Network. You don't want to see that. But you're going to see all these different matchups that you possibly could never have seen uh, and in different places, man. It, I mean, honestly, you could do two out of three falls if it's Impact Wrestling. You could do one fall in Impact Wrestling, another fall in uh, Japan. Think of that. Then you could cross platform show their product that we there was clips of new japan of uh finley and juice doing their stuff in new japan that was just yep. cool to see because you wouldn't see that in other places they used to do it in music videos or you watch i'm i've, I've told you this before i'm watching mid-atlantic wrestling and they're talking about andre the giant coming in and he's wrestling uh he's he's having a, a squash match from wwf television and I was like, this is amazing. And sadly, this could never happen again until now. And now it's happening. And that's what I love, because I think a lot of newer fans, Tommy, that may have not grown up in the 70s and 80s or maybe started watching, even if it was like at the beginning uh, of like the big push of national push by the WWF. You're not used to seeing these relationships with companies. It's always kind of been standalone. You know, and it's been about more about the competition than it is about working together and being a, a healthy community. Um, I love it right now. Now, listen, the WWE has their own universe. They call the fa- they don't call the WWE fans. They say the WWE universe. They kind of live in their own bubble, and obviously, that's been extremely successful. But Tommy, you bring a, a time like even the WWF had the relationship with the NWA and AWA. Like they kind of all helped each other out because they looked about the whole scope of pro wrestling. We've gotten away from that over the, over the decades. And I'm glad that we're seeing something like that. Our eyes aren't used to seeing, like you just said, like, Hey, I'm watching impact wrestling, but here's a, here's footage of new Japan, you know, seeing like AEW right now has a relationship with AAA, has a relationship with new Japan, has a relationship with impact wrestling. And has a relationship with the NWA. Like, that's amazing to me. And and we all benefit from that. So, like, instead of competing with one another, I'm glad that there's a community. Again, I learned this from, from Jim Ross. And Jim Ross says, the healthier everyone is, that's just going to make you that much more healthy. And it's so Absolutely. true. That's why I don't I don't tear down other wrestling shows. The bump I do because they try to steal our talent. But... But I, I, I promote other podcasts. I promote other things because their success is only going to help me out and vice versa. And it's yes. the same thing with wrestling promotions as well. And, Dave, if you go back and you look at where most of these dream matches happened, 
Houston for Paul Bosch or Portland with uh, Don Owen because they were known as like, oh, they were nice guys and it was they could work with the NWA and AWA and they would have those champions go in. And then until behind the scenes, it was like, well, if you're not an NWA board member, you can't have these guys or, you know, hey, I want my guy to do this or my guy to do that. And then it did. It all fell apart. But a lot of those dream matchups, you know, go down that YouTube vortex and just yep. find it and just like, wow, I didn't know this match happened. Um, but yeah, it did because of it was just beneficial and those territories did good. Or you had the big gigantic super shows where they would bring in all the champions that would do well, but you would, if those shows happened today, I don't think they would do well and they would not be perceived well, which then would be, okay, what's going to be your next draw the next time you come in because of non finishes and stuff like that. That's the politics involved in it, which doesn't benefit anybody. Hey, everybody, this is Fran Frischella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it into Mickey, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid has stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. I may cause some controversy by saying this, but to me right now, the most prestigious world champion, and if I were doing a rankings like they used to do back in the old PWI day, Tommy, mm -hmm. where they would, they would have the rankings of each individual promotion, but then they would have their top 10 in the world. Kenny Omega would be number one. How could you, how could he not be? Because... He is traveling to other promotions. So, like, Roman Reigns is only on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre is only on Raw. So, right now, Kenny Omega's on AEW, shows up on Impact. He's at AAA. He's at New Japan. Like, if I was coming up with a top 10 right now, my number one wrestler in the world would be Kenny Omega. Am I that off by saying that I regard him higher than I would a Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre? Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre are defending their titles to that same pool of wrestlers each and every month. So if you're if you're traveling and working with other promotions, now we're at the, we're at the beginning of this, and mm -hmm. obviously, as I said, restrictions, but the potential is there. Absolutely. To have a real-world champion again. And we haven't had a real-world champion. Think about it. We haven't had a real-world champion in decades in pro wrestling. Yeah. I mean, that was a big storyline that they did when Ric Flair showed up to the WWE with and called him the real-world champion. And they were asking for that unified uh, title. And there was all real where Rick had the belt, uh, all this stuff. Um again to specifically to your question when that happens yes but kenny omega did not defend the aew title he wrestled in a six man uh have not seen or heard of kenny omega in impact wrestling since you see him on aew he did go to mexico that was a couple of months ago and yes you don't know when i know this if you go to japan you have to literally sit in your hotel room for two weeks before you're allowed to leave to go to wrestle. So 
I don't know what wrestlers are going to want to do that to sit in a hotel for two weeks to wrestle either once or it's got to be one hell of a payday um, unless you're going to do a tour there and sit two weeks and then tour one or two tours. And normally their tours were like two weeks on and then you had some days off uh, where guys would fly back home. Now you can't do that. So on the beginning stages, yes, it is, it, it's opening doors and that's what uh, a lot of, you know, it's happening in Impact Wrestling. It happened in AEW. Tony Khan is losing his mind and saying he's a portal or something. He's that open portal door. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, so we shall see. It is interesting times. We got Juice and Finley in Impact Wrestling, and I think they will make an impact. To answer your question that we kind of went off about, you talked about the locker room. The locker room in Impact Wrestling changed uh, at Slammiversary because you saw all this influx of talent and a lot of talent that was there already. It's like, hey, man, uh, look what just walked in. Everybody needs to step up their game. Very, very cool that that happened. I remember um, there was, uh, I don't want to say complacency, but then it was just like, hmm, wow, there's a lot of guys. And when you have a lot of guys and girls, it takes TV time away from people. It takes, if you're messing up on your promos, guess what? You're not going to be given that opportunity to cut promos because someone else could come in and cut promos. So when there would be more time taken, okay, well, until you start becoming a, a bigger talent or working on your promos, someone else is going to take that spot. You look at uh, also, you know, this, oh, and this is the business, and this, there's nothing wrong with this. You look at the rascals leaving and going and, and tearing, up it, tearing it up in NXT, that left a hole open for a tag team on the Impact roster. That hole just got filled with uh, Juice and Finley. And then you look at the NXT roster, you now have, I mean, there's a lot of talent uh, signed down in the Performance Center. Here came two outsiders from another company, and they have been tearing it up. Why? Because they've got those reps and that TV time from Impact Wrestling, and they advanced all the way to the, the winners of the Dusty Classic. I mean, they have been proving how good they are. That is the nature of the beast. That is the nature of the business. When we talk about, oh, they're not doing something with this or they're not doing something with that. Everybody who got called up uh, to the main roster, whether they dropped the ball with them or whatever, that opens a hole up for in somebody in NXT. And for a while, there was a little bit of, um, I want to say, not so much star power in NXT even though takeovers are friggin' awesome, they have a lot of star power quickly. They replenish that roster instantly, which is very, very good for the business. And, you know, if I'm sitting there and I'm in developmental, I'm like, how the hell do I get noticed? How the hell do I have to? I want to be on NXT. And then when you're in NXT, people are like, oh, I want to be on Raw SmackDown. That's the nature of the game. If I'm on AEW Dark, I want to be on AEW Dynamite. Of course. I mean, so. you have to have something to thrive for. And I, and I think that's part of this relationship is opening eyes to different wrestlers and different promotions. Because mm -hmm. there might be something, you know, might be people watching AEW that's never tuned into Impact. 
I mean, we did that show a few weeks back where we were actually getting callers from people uh, that were Impact fans that never watched AEW before. You know, we're Correct. thinking oh, it's all the other way. Oh, this is going to get more eyes on Impact. But it, it probably helps getting more eyes on AEW as well. Now, Cody Rhodes did an interview with the New York Post recently, and they asked him about would he ever work with the WWE or have a working relationship with the WWE. And he said, absolutely, I would love that. Now, I'm sure the WWE would not do that, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. Would you ever see or could ever possibly think of a time where the WWE would do business with an outside promotion? Yes, Dave. It was 1997 with ECW. And okay. I mean, they, again. Uh, well, they did stuff at USWA as well. Mm -hmm. And could the, you have to do it out of necessity. ECW, when WWE did it, they did it out of necessity because they were getting their asses kicked by WCW. Um, but then it's like, okay, what company would they deem it big enough? I think if, you know, if they wanted to do something with AEW, I don't think it would behoove AEW's interest because they're winning right now. If it turns around, like, how does it benefit AEW? And yes, I understand what Cody's saying because there's a lot of dream matches. But then are you going to have, you know, the Cody Rhodes that the WWE saw as opposed to the megastar that Cody Rhodes is now? That's that's the issues. If AEW worked with WWE, I don't think that would benefit AEW. Because mm. it would just be on the NXT level. We would never see kind of any kind of relationship with. And then you're respect. helping your your competition. If at the same time on a Tuesday night, Young Rock debuted, and on the same time on Channel on Fox. They had young Steve Austin debut. Those two guys are friends. They're in the same business. Do you think they would be talking nice about each other, or want, they'd want to be? Like, Man, I, I'm I got to see what the hell this young rock show's doing because I'm young Steve Austin. That's television. That's that competition that goes back and forth. So no, when you know I was doing House of Hardcore, yeah, I would have worked with anybody. Now that dream is gone. So now it's okay. You're working with impact people at first. They were like, well, this is a very, very good deal for impact. AEW's what is AEW getting out of it? Um, well, they got the good brothers. They got Don Callis. We're seeing phenomenal, awesome paid advertisements by Tony Khan, where he's showing he's actually a character. Tony Khan don't appear on his own show, but he appears on impact wrestling. So, I mean, there's all these different things that are how we got private party and Matt Hardy. A lot of people stopped talking. They, I mean, it was superseded by me getting a title match, but private party and Matt Hardy being on that same pay-per-view was a big, big deal. It was Matt Hardy returning to impact wrestling where that was the place that Matt got his next big and, uh, change in direction and Matt Hardy was carrying impact wrestling for a long time and then you know he went back to the WWE one of the greatest returns ever with the Hardy boys returned back to WWE and then guess what Matt then showed back up in AEW phenomenal stuff keeps Matt relevant keeps and he's always changing his stuff up he's big money Matt now 
But what I'm just trying to say is, yes, that freshens everybody up. Except for let me, me ask, I'm still the same. I'm no, freshing myself up because I'm leaving. Tommy, let me ask you this. Seriously. David. Like, and I know, like, on Thursday mornings with Bully, like, he loves to get into the numbers. And about, you know, going NXT and AEW going to head-to-head. And, you know, we look on social media. Who won Wednesday night? But... In 2021, does that even matter anymore? Like you, because you just mentioned, like, if there was like a show, you know, we have the Young Rock on NBC at eight o'clock. If there was another show from another network that had young Steve Austin, sure, in that moment they go head to head. But with DVRs and with streaming services, you don't have to watch in the moment. Look at, look what's going on with the WWE right now. Record low ratings. They just signed a billion dollar deal with Peacock. And and WWE even said in their financial call, the last thing they look at is the ratings because it's outdated. It's outdated to look at ratings right now because there's so many different ways to perceive something. So even if something's going head to head, does it even really matter? So when you talk about competition, is the WWE in competition with AEW? Is it really in competition with AEW when they're signing a billion dollar deal? Like, do they even give a shit about NXT and AEW going head to head on a Wednesday? I mean, I, I, I would think that's probably the last thing on their mind. Well, Dave, I got to uh, pose this question to you. And you are 100% in agreement. You're talking to someone who has tried to, on this show, break down the Nielsen uh, ratings, where I have literally said, I'm lived, I'm living now 50 years of my life. I met one person who was a Nielsen home, and they called in for this show to say we were a Nielsen home. With all, you know, I have a TiVo. Um, people, I have three TiVos. If you gauged my watching habits, it would just be all professional wrestling. So you would realize that some crazy person in Yonkers, New York, watches a lot of professional wrestling. If this was a Nielsen house, it would be like 175 to 250,000 people if my house has to deem what you are currently watching. Yes, you can see numbers in what does good on. We know this because we've talked about this. Wow, when we showed Beulah giving uh, Tommy Dreamer her poem, it did good. Look at the numbers. Those are how you do it. If The Rock Show had no viewership, guess what? Yes, it's not a big deal. They would pull The Rock Show. You're not going to do it because you're not going to piss off The Rock because he is this brand. But there are a million shows out there that have dropped because of ratings. But the beauty of it now, like Lucifer, great show. Died on the air. Someone else picked it up on Netflix. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, awesome comedy. Was on NBC. They tanked it. It got people were pissed off. Fox picked it up. Uh, Those are unheard of for television. Dude, oh, yeah, I could expose the Netflix trending stuff right now because whenever they say what's trending, I have been watching these movies, and they're piles of dog crap. But you know why? Because nobody's producing good movies right now. But a lot of stuff that sat on the shelf for a long time, like, oh, my God, we got to put something out there. And then they'll say it's trending to get people watching. We're all falling for the work. I fell for the work because I'm watching some of these things that wouldn't be B-rated movies, but they're trending. No, it's because Netflix is telling us they're trending. 
because they need to push this out because they need us to watch because all they want is this hub lovely thing called content and also when i gotta just rattle your cage a little bit when you say like impact wrestling i know you know some of the numbers but then we have it where youtube and you have it like across all these different platforms or what people are watching i I told you one one week we're trending number one in russia i wouldn't know that but i knew that because a russian fan showed me the tweet so it means that that person is watching the show when you talk about wwe they have all this money coming in yes when you also say they say in a press conference they don't really look at the numbers that's because their numbers are down so it's kind of like unless somebody calls that out, you know, you look at what Triple H said about with the rascals where he's like, well, we're just going to focus on the people that we have here. And then literally Trey Miguel is trending because I don't think he went and made uh, an offhanded comment about him. But he's like, we want people with passion and all that stuff. And like then everyone assumed that he was talking about Trey Miguel. No, um, I know the real story. So cool. Happy to have Trey Miguel back in Impact Wrestling. But everyone wants to go their own route or just try to. So th- that press conference thing that Triple H does is under the microscope, where it's almost like you have to be so, so careful what you say. And his honesty sometimes gets uh, ripped up. Dude, I search, especially late at night, like I'll just put my name in, I'll look. I saw all this stuff about stuff I said yesterday. All across the news, hey, I'm, you know, Tommy Dreamer retiring. I've never said I was retiring. Tommy Dreamer, this, that, all from the show from yesterday. The moment I say something, it's out there. And then people start writing about it. And then they start giving you their opinion or what they think they said. I've seen literally six headlines that I've, re- that I've retired where I never said that. And I did stuff as a tease yesterday so we get people to listen today. But then I just went into depth and detail about what uh, my decision is regarding my health, my status, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that will change when I read about it tonight or tomorrow when I wake up. You can, because you someone can, will listen. Go ahead. You could spin anything in any kind of way like that you want. I, mean, I literally just watched, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, the 30 for 30 with Roger Goodell and um, the Raiders owner. And then I'm watching this, and they tell us in the beginning, well, we're doing with makeup and with historical fact what uh, the two, what the owner, not Roger Goodell, what the hell am I saying? God, my stupid brain. Anyway, who was the NFL owner who fought? Al Davis. Al Davis. And the frigging Paul Tagliabue? There you go. They had all this heat. Then they had actors portraying them with makeup on what they think they would say. And I'm watching this like it's a, it's a documentary. But then I say, hey, this isn't real because somebody's directing this and telling us what they would say. And yes, they were using historical facts, but no, then there was two actors in there. But my point I'm trying to make is the Raiders won the Super Bowl and the commissioner is talking about the Redskins who lost and they're saying what an insult that was to Al and Al took it on the chin and he just but the whole time the guy is literally while he's presenting the Super Bowl trophy talking about the losers because there was a lawsuit with the NFL that's all the behind the scenes but I was just like I can't believe this I remember watching it live 
And now that I'm watching it through a documentary, I'm like, wow, that's so disrespectful. But that was something that opened my eyes so many years later. But what I'm saying now, if you have these press conferences, you have these shows, right away, it's news, and then people are are spinning it so you could click onto their articles, as opposed to, I watched something happen years ago that I never, I was too young to realize, and then I watched it on this documentary. I was like, wow, that's really, really rough. But then I get lost in the work because I say, this is a simulation of what they're saying two people will say. And then they had the two guys walk off in the sunset at the new Raider Stadium in Vegas. And then he was like, hey, you know, they ended it. was like, hey, what'd you get on the vote for that? Because they talked about when he wanted to move from Oakland to L.A. And they, you know, they worked the vote. They worked a lawsuit where they had some guy's cousin involved in it. It's, it's amazing. It was great. But then I say, I'm also getting worked because this is, they're taking comments from historical fact, but also saying, because they said in the beginning, they're showing both guys who are now deceased literally sitting there and having a conversation. And they're like, well, I thought he would do this. I thought he did that. No, the director or the writers thought he would do that. Big difference. Yeah, creative liberty for sure. And, and, and it's playing out right now in pro wrestling. Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. I can't believe I'm asking this question, but I'm going to ask it. Do you have a favorite baseball team? Yankees and the Mets. <sighs> what, Dave? <laughs> Just, it's most Just don't get me started. Ever. Don't get me started. I own. I counted mm-hmm. because I had to. I own 55 baseball hats of just baseball. And they're not all of Yankees and the Mets, by the way. Dave, right? isn't that two separate teams? Just wondering. Yeah, Yankees right? and Mets okay. are two. They're two. I, yeah, just, they're, they're I thought so. Either. I just wanted to make sure. That's why I was afraid to ask the question because I kind of knew what the answer was going to be. But it, You know it. Giants, Jets. Giants, Jets. Mm-hmm. Yankees, Mets. Mm-hmm. The Rangers. In basketball, I like a lot of teams. I like whoever's really good. Um, but I also like the Bucks. Bucks and Portland are probably my two favorite teams. You're a Fairweather Johnson is what you are. He's so angry, ladies and gentlemen. He's literally <laughs> like a supervillain moving his hands back and forth like he's plotting my death, and he had to take off his glasses. You're a he Fairweather never takes Johnson. Off his glasses. Do you know what a Fairweather Johnson is? I think it has something to do with a penis, but I don't know if I could s- no, talk about it's somebody. That. Okay, and uh, it's just somebody that just is whatever is the the top team, whatever is the hot team, whatever it is the team. Utah that Jazz and basketball. The team that's winning is the team that you like. Well, I mean, I grew up a Utah Jazz fan. So are so. you a Utah? Then you're a Utah Jazz fan. No, they're just they're, no. They won like 18 games in a row recently. Yeah, so, so now you're not really, a Utah really well. Jazz fan because no, I am. I said because that's that's your what Big Dick Johnson comment you said. Yeah, that's who I am. 
It happens. You're a big Dick Johnson. All right. Thanks. Because you're a Utah Jazz fan now because they won 18 straight. Mm, but yeah. you weren't a fan of theirs a year ago. Were you, a, were you a fan of theirs when they lost to the Bulls in the championship finals? No, I like the Bulls. The Bulls of course you did, because you're a Fairweather Johnson. Actually, I will tell you, I didn't really care about it, but I liked the Bulls because they had that like awesome team. Because I was a big Knicks fan, I didn't like the Bulls. Back then, I really cared about it. I just liked the Knicks. I was a blinded fan, just like you were, until my uh, barriers were brought down, and I was mm -hmm. able to appreciate it well. You do understand this is a character flaw of yours. <clears throat> no, you it do is not, understand David, that, right? Because then I will literally, t when I turn your same psychosis on you, it, then you say, oh, well, that doesn't matter. When I would say, okay, who's your favorite wrestler? You normally will say Ric Flair. Yes. But then it's like, okay, so then who would be your second favorite re professional wrestler? Terry Funk. Okay, so when Terry Funk f wrestled Ric Flair, you were torn. No, I wasn't. I, I, I rooted for Ric Flair because Ric Flair was my favorite. Okay, well, what's your there, favorite so there wrestling was company? No, there was no being Hang torn. on, what's your favorite wrestling company? I mean, I, I'm, it's different now. When I'm doing this show, I have to be objective, right? I mean, you know, I can't what's have What's your favorite, favorite wrestling company of all time? He was the NWA, correct? Yes, the NWA. Did you watch the AWA at the same time? Not at the exact same time, I but I did watch the AWA, of course. But I you did. enjoyed both the AWA and the NWA. I sure did. But NWA. That's was how my I sure did enjoy. But sports. that's different. That's a show. That's not a team. That's completely different. Yes, completely it, no, different. No, it's not. That's we not have it. this argument all that, the time. No, no. See, this, that, that's these same assholes that are like, I'm not going to watch AEW because I'm a WWE fan or vice versa. Mm hmm. That's what we're trying to preach here on Busted Open. Correct. Tommy. I well, I love everybody. I love every team. All right, I love so but it has player. nothing to do with having. You could be an NFL fan. Nobody's telling you not to be an NFL fan because you like the NHL. You can't be an NFL. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. But what you can I'm have saying, favorites. the character flaw that you have, and why I call you a Fairweather Johnson, is you Big just Dick admitted Johnson. it. You like a team because they're winning. I was joking about. You're the not a die. You're not a diehard fan. Diehard fans are fans that root for a team no matter what. They die hard with their team. You don't yeah. die hard with a team, Tommy, because you just flip flop. Oh, they're no. losing, so I like another team. Oh, I'm a Giant and Jet fan, so when the Giants are doing good, then, you know, I'm a Giant fan. When the Jets are doing good, which is never, then I'm a Jet fan. Oh, I'm a Met and Yankee fan. That's ridiculous, you're a Met and Yankee fan. How can you be a Met and Yankee fan? Because you pick, I, you have to pick a team. No, pick you a don't team. Have to. I, no, yes, you do. You have to this pick a team. This is not communist Russia. The wall went down. David Hasselhoff sings on my roof every morning because I could root for any team. Ridiculous! I want. It's fu it, It's not ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. As they well as multiple teams. I'm multiple. hardcore. I like them both. Done. Oh my god! Let's get back Done. to the nation. Let's get back to the. I broke. I, I broke my <laughs> microphone. Is broken now. You don't have a big dick, Johnson, right now. No, it's it's. You limp. have a. You have a. Your microphone now needs Viagra. It's, look at it. Look back at it up. Now. Just look at this. Look at it. Oop. Well, if you were a crazy person and yelling at your Broke. friend for liking teams, 
We had the discussion with your brother. I'm just trying to help. He has a tattoo of another team on his body. He does. But he also likes another team because he works for them. No, that's Thank now. You. Well, because he, but he's that's different. Though. But he's he still likes deployed. the team. Oh, well, so now I gotta ha- now your brother gets saving grace because it's different. Eight seven seven three four four three eight nine three eight seven seven five ninety three. I love to hear how the nation thinks of this fucking crazy ass situation. Let's go to Rick in Connecticut. <laughs> Rick in Connecticut. What's going on, Rick? Uh, Dave, Tommy, thanks for taking the call. Dave, you're way off base here. You're way out of line talking to Tommy Dreamer that way. Rick, let me I ask you, Rick. Get Rick, off. Rick, I understand. Wait, Rick, Rick, I need you to sit, calm down. First of all, calm down. I don't want you to get a heart attack. Are you calm? I'm calm. All right, Rick. I understand you're a big Tommy Dreamer fan, and you don't like anybody talking to Tommy the way I just talked to him. I completely it's understand that. All right. Put that aside for a second, okay? Okay. Are you a fan of any sports outside of wrestling? Yes, I am. Okay. But, all right. Are you, what what sport, Rick? Rick? Let, Rick? Let me let me ask okay, the questions and you answer that, Rick. I, I you're already failing, Rick. Okay. What sport? What sport are you a fan of, Rick? I am a huge Major League Baseball fan, and uh, I saw Tommy on the MLB Network, who I think has more authority than you do, David. All right. Rick, what's your favorite baseball team? The New York Mets. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rick. You're a Met fan. Are you also a Yankee fan, too? I am a diehard 45-year Mets fan. But guess what, Mr. LaGreca, who still doesn't follow me on social media— I don't hate the Yankees. I still follow Rick. the New York teams. I don't root for them, but my favorite team is the Mets, and you're trying to draw a comparison. If you, like Tommy asked you, it's the same concept of the NWA, the AWA. No, it's not. Uh, the WWF. You're wrong. Sir, you're wrong. And Rick, and Rick, by the way, you just proved my point. I didn't say that you have to hate the Yankees. I, I never mentioned hate. I never mentioned the word hate. You shouldn't hate anyone. All I well, said is that you can't be a fan of two teams. Yes, and you, you can. just proved but my you point. You're not a fan of two teams. You're a Met fan. 55-year-old diehard 45. Met fan. 45. 45-year-old diehard Met fan. Well, thank you, Tommy. Well, Dave, let me. Uh, I told you this. Thank during you, the 2000-something something World Series. The Subway Series, Yankees versus the Mets. I was rooting for the Mets because the Yankees had so many titles. If the Giants and the Jets ever play in the Super Bowl, I'll probably root for the Giants. Why? Well, because my dad had season tickets for the Giants. So then be a Giant fan. Well, I could also be a Jet fan. I live in New York. I'm blessed to say... I uh, live in New York. I also down. like, I also like Buffalo, but they're kind of far away. Oh my God! Yeah, of course they're winning now, so of course you have to. And you know, Giants and Jets both suck. 
Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morris. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Tommy knows how to get under my skin. He continues to do it now, which I, 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 can't, I, I can't put into the words how angry I am at Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy's wearing a Houston Rockets hat, loses the Houston Rocket hat to put on a Met hat because, because it's, base, it's baseball. Pitchers and, and catchers. Whatever. Yeah, catchers and baseball. Baseballs and pitchers. Yep, ba- pitchers, and, pitchers and catchers. Mm-hmm. Then the guy loses that hat. And puts on a Buccaneers hat because they just won the Super Bowl. Well, because you started picking on me and having the conversation, so I have to throw it back at you. Now, having this conversation, mm-hmm. as you know, Tommy, I have very few friends. And I consider yeah. this guy a friend. Mm-hmm. He's two-time Super Bowl champion, pro bowler, all pro, and if part of the NFL 1980s all-decade team, member of the New York Giants Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And, and what do I see? Across from me. But now Tommy has put on a Giants hat because of our next guest. So let's bring him in. Let's bring in the one and only Mr. Carl Banks. Carl, how are you this morning? What an honor. Busted open? Me? Busted open? The biggest wrestling fan ever known? Me. That's right. I go way back in wrestling. Dave, I am so happy to be here on your show. You know, I always uh, follow you guys on Twitter and I comment and you guys give me the Heisman, but it's okay. I'm here now. I don't give you the Heisman. I don't no, give no, you the you're, Heisman. You're, whoever runs your Twitter account does. Yeah, they, they, that would be Gabby. She definitely gives you the Heisman. You know, Gabby, tell Gabby I was in WrestleMania, what was it, 10, 11? Th- Tommy, so trivia question, what WrestleMania – was Carl Banks a part of? 10 or 11. <laughs> it was WrestleMania 11. Thank you very much that Carl yeah, was we go. involved in. He doesn't, Carl's done so much, he doesn't even know what WrestleMania it was. But he was uh, a part of WrestleMania history. Now, Carl, I brought you in for a reason, and obviously you do a lot. How are the starter jackets doing, by the way? Starter is doing great, man. We are rocking and rolling. Um, we've got... Uh, NBA product out now that's doing really good. We got some really fun projects coming up for, and your brother will love this for the um, NHL Original Six. I got an Original Six collection coming out, so um, yeah, it's doing well. Okay, good. And uh, how can people, uh, you know, how can people get uh, some some starter material or any of the G three family? Well, uh, you can go to um, starterblacklabel.com. Or follow Starter on Instagram. But you know what? I got to get my Instagram followers up, man. So you guys follow me and I'll direct you from there. I'm Carl Banks, G-I-I-I on okay. Insta. All right. All right. That's the, uh, or as the kids say, IG. IG. <laughs> okay. Now, let me, I had to bring you in, Carl, because I'm hang on, a, Hang on, Dave. Right, Before you bury me to Carl Banks, it's an honor to have you on the show. I also own some of your stuff that you have uh, out there from Starter. Uh, oh, big fan you. of you as a player. 
ultimate respect. Now, this all started with an argument with me and Dave because he said, what are your favorite teams? And I said, I'm from New York. I like the Giants and the Jets. If Uh I had to choose, I would pick the Giants because my father had season tickets for years. He's long gone. We still get season tickets before when there was an actual season and fans were allowed to go there. Then I like the Yankees and the Mets. I've also am a big sports fan. I have tons of gear now that I'm just going to purchase starter gear, by the way. Um, I have tons of gear from a bunch of teams, and I've also been wrestling for 31 years and a lot of organizations good friends with Tony Khan who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars they treat me great when I'm there so he's telling me I cannot like these other teams so this is why he has you brought up there also if you need an Instagram or a Twitter boost I'll just let you know I have about 2 million followers so be nice to me so let's go okay. <laughs> no, so but Dave now go. you start so, now okay. that we just promoted that alright so okay so you can be fans. You can mm-hmm. be a fan of other sports teams and even within the league, right? But you got to have a team. You got to pledge your allegiance mm-hmm. to a team. If not, you're just a fair. You're an interloper. You're a sports yeah, interloper. Called a lot of things today. He's a he's a Fairweather Johnson. <laughs> An interloper, a fraud, a flip flopper. I think all those terms apply. So, like, the time. if you can right now, at this very moment, pledge your allegiance to a team as my. This is my team, but I like these other guys. They're good to me. They treat me well. I root for them when they're not playing my team. Can you do that, Tommy? In hockey, yes. The New York Rangers. Okay, let's go football. Yeah. Bleh. I can't hear you. My yeah, Zoom kicked well, out. My Zoom, my Zoom kicked out. Let me ask you this, Carl. I got, I got to no, go. No, 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 no. All right. Stay with, let's stay. Let's stay. Give me your football team. If the Giants and Jets played in the Super Bowl, I would root for the Giants. Okay. Who is your team? I would then have to say the Giants. But right I really now. like a lot of other teams. I, I no, need you always. to pledge your allegiance right now. Oof. This is Carl Banks on the phone. I know. Carl Banks, one of the greatest Giants. He's in the the Giants ring of honor. That's like like asking me in my youth to pick between Iron Sheik, um, Ernie Ladd, and Bobo Brazil or Dick Hmm. the Bruiser. I got to pick one. I can like the other ones when they're not wrestling each other, but I had to pick one. Okay, well, let me just, before we go throw these parameters out there. You grew up in Michigan? In Michigan. Who was your team growing up as a kid? I didn't have one, actually. Wow, okay. Well, I was a just raked my eyes players. down that one. I was a basketball guy. But as okay. a kid, I, you know, I watched the Detroit Lions. I, like, let's be honest, mm-hmm. I was pre-cable TV, so I had whatever was local. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, that's awesome. Um, but anything in the NFC North, like, you know, I, I watched all those players. I, I like the players. But um, I really didn't have, like, a team. If I had to say, well, growing up, it was Detroit Lions because I was from Detroit, but I didn't. the Lions weren't my team. No, we don't lie on this show. Okay, so you, you already de- debuked my one thing, which is not good for me. My final question for you. You will be but most wait, known. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Growing up, New York Knicks, 
to this day, New York Knicks. Okay. Allegiance. That's called that's called being a diehard fan. All right. I know. I was he a big Knicks fan. He didn't give up on the Knicks when they played poorly. He stayed a Knicks fan throughout the decades. I and I'm sure, 30, Carl. 30 years running a season ticket holder, and I just gave up my – I didn't give up on the team, but I gave up on that invoice that I was paying because it was a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Boy, yeah. I am still – a diehard Knicks fan. Now, Carl, Tommy, and then we'll we'll have your your opportunity. I just got one last question. I think I got, Tommy's I still, he's 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 got a lot of F's going right now. Flopper. Yes. You can add Philip Buster to it too, because yeah. he's just he's just like running out the string here, and then we're going to be in break. Now, so let's go. No, that's all right. We we can extend this a little bit, but Carl, and I know you're a busy man, Carl, and I appreciate you taking the time out. But Carl, now you're dealing with the clothing line G three and starter. So I'm sure you deal with a lot of NBA teams, correct? You deal with a lot of NBA franchises, and you have yeah. good relationships with the ownership and the teams yeah. and all that. But still, your favorite team is the Knicks. Your business, Without a doubt. Unequivocal. There you go. There you okay. go, Tommy. So go ahead, Tommy. He's changing my – he did. he's doing a much better job changing my head than your brother did. Well, Last question. You'll be known for being a giant. Uh, that's your your legacy. You also played for two other teams. If you can yep. go back in those times when uh, you were playing for, let's say, for Cleveland, right? Was your heart still a giant fan? One hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Even though the Browns are paying your bills, you weren't like, man, uh, I'm going to root for Cleveland today. No, I played for Cleveland. I played hard for Cleveland. I wanted to win for Cleveland. But if I'm if, if if you're asking me what's my team, I'm a New York Giant kid. Like, you know, there's a thing they call free agents, and and you're you know you're loyal to your to people and to the fans. I love the Cleveland fans. No, no, get me wrong. I love that town. You know, am I a fan of the Cleveland Browns to this day? Absolutely. But I am a – the Giants are my team. Okay. So Does that now make sense I have to, to pick teams. Yeah, 100%. You are 100%. You're probably the first person to ever convince me. So thank you. But, it's, it's, but, you know, here's the thing about it. You shouldn't feel like you're cheating on your other teams if you pledge your allegiance to one. Yep. Like, okay. right now, you're all over the place. You're yep. a philanderer. Oh, he is a philanderer. Yep. You got to keep you know, I don't want to use a bad word, yep. but, you know, let's just leave it clean and say you're a philanderer. Yep. Like, well, you can have many friends, but you've got you to gotta pledge your allegiance. Come on, Tommy. Let's do okay. it. Come on, Tommy. Well, because of you and who you are and what you've done for the game and how much – weekly enjoyment you gave myself and my father i will forever this date pledge allegiance as my number one football team the new york giants there you go. and when people ask me what's your favorite team i will say the new york giants from now on you have yeah, convinced me on that go, argument. right so and then you can go from there I, the new york giants are my team but i enjoy watching this one this one this one i got friends okay. on this one Nope, I root for Tom Brady. I root for the Patriots because of Bill Belichick, right? 
Um, I root for Tom Brady because I know him, and he's a tough son of a gun, and I'm happy he's still kicking ass. But my team are the Giants. Yep. Doesn't that feel good? Say it again. It It feels good, right? Just say it. It feels good. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to Carl Banks and the New York Giants. No, 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 just to the New York Giants. (laughs) No, 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 because you. You're like, you signed the Declaration of uh, Independence for me here. You're the first person to ever convince me. For that, I'm going to send you a Giants jacket first. Nice. And then, a Giants starter jacket, and then any other team you want. But the first one you'll get from me will be a giant starter jacket. Sweet. I'm going to put it next to your autographed football that I have downstairs. There we go. Right, I do Carl. have your autographed football. I'm very, run a few people I've asked for an autograph for. Very cool. Very cool. Good awesome. day. Carl, I thank you. You have been able to do what no man has been able to do in the for history 50 of this years. show. And, and I mean, you broke them. You broke them, Carl. I that, just got to break it down so he it. can it understand did. it. Yep. Now, you, know you had no done? problem. Hang on. Even though you're getting paid, you have no problem putting on like a Patriots hat one day from starter, of course. Um, No, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I would have a problem, however, of putting on an Eagles hat or a yeah, Cowboys hat. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, that but, is like, I put a Patriots hat on any day. That's my guy, Bill Belichick. Nice. Okay, cool. I'll put a TB12 hat on, even though I don't make them. See? I love it. Carl. He convinced me. Finally, we did. have a man of reason. Carl. You're you welcome on this show. Reason. You have my welcome. I'll send you merch, too. You tell me what you want. You tell me an autograph you need of any wrestler. Whatever you need, I'll get it. All right. Beautiful. Deal. Carl, I, I love new... you, Carl. Thank you. Hey, Dave. I love you back. All right, my friend. Thank you so All much. Right. And thanks Take for care, the... guys. We made history. Thank you, Carl. Carl Banks. Thank you All so right. much, Bye-bye. Carl. Carl Banks. We made history today on Busted Open. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.